I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here at the Shane Oliver Experience, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land, the Turrbal and Yagara people. We pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. Toby, entrapment. How are you, man? Pretty good. How are you? I am fantastic. We hey, are doing an oh yeah, sorry, man. We are doing another live recording. This time we're doing it in the lovely Rock City Studios down at uh, Coomera. How 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 well do you is it Paul that owns it? Is yeah, that was his yeah. name? Yeah. So how well do you know him? Like I, I didn't think we'd be able to get away with doing it here. Like, yeah, what? I've known Paul forever. Well, since about twenty twelve. Yeah. Um. Band I was in at the time was jamming here, and there's not many places on the coast to practice. No, there isn't really, no. is there? So, uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm not too far on the south side myself. Um, more in the Springwood, Rochdale area, so yeah. it's a bit further up. But even, I mean, there's fuck all rehearsal spaces in there anyway. Exactly. But like, yeah, there's there's only really only really knew of Rock City. That's yep. all there was down um, here. And then. Uh, maybe 2014, 2015, I was helping put on shows here for a little bit. Oh, yeah, right. Um, the room where it now used to be an open area, that drum room over behind you used to be the stage. Yeah, fuck, um, okay. So, so at that, that point, there was sort of no venues on the coast, so this, at one point, was the only venue on the coast. Yeah, no shit. For punk and hardcore bands. Um, and... Maybe three years ago, he walled it in and made it into a recording studio upstairs. Yeah. Um, and I think the last three or four things that I've recorded with various bands has been here. That's insane. Yeah. Like, because, I, I mean, I had no idea. I had no idea that this place had shows on here to begin with. Yeah. Like, you know, all I knew of that was down here at a time was, uh, like, the Miami Shark Bar and uh, Expressive Grounds. Yeah. That's all I fucking knew of yeah, that was really down expressive here. Expressive Grounds is, is a factory. Is it a like, factory now? Or? Well, it always was. Oh, yeah, it's, right. It's a huge room. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's Made awesome. Made concrete. Yeah. That, that was... I've seen one show there, and that was back... I've talked about this one before. I've seen one show at the Expressive Grounds there, and it was Whitechapel uh, back in 2009, 2010. Mm-hmm. And that had Psychroptic and Among the Vanished and Discord and Aversion's Crown. Like, it yeah. was a fucking bullshit lineup, considering, you know. Really early days of Aversion's Crown, too. Yeah. I was there, too. Oh, were you there? Yeah. Since yeah. I was fucking there, too, with my mate, Ass yeah. Matt. Like, so, yeah. my mate Gavin um, actually put that show on. Fucking yeah. hey. So, that, so, you would have known the whole reason why. Well, So, would you know the reason why it was booked at the fucking Logan Entertainment Center to begin with? I'm guessing because of the size of the band. Well, Whitechapel had only just kicked off really yep. around 09. Like, they, they were big over in the States, but not necessarily here. But keep in mind, like, at that time, there was a lot more people going to shows as well. That's true, yeah. Like, that's why you could put shows on at Expressive Grounds. Mm. Like, but if 2016 when... onwards on the coast, you couldn't because you'd get mm. 
13 people show up. Yeah, right. Fuck. No vibes. It's, it's pretty depressing, right? right? Yeah, yeah. But, like, no, so that I remember because that day, like, it, it ended up being at the expressive grounds, but it had a venue change very, very late on. Yeah, right. Um, and it was originally, that's what I mean. Like, I was wondering if you knew why it was booked no, at the Logan the en- Logan Entertainment Center. Not like, my head. It, it was just, that was the first time I'd ever seen a fucking gig booked there yeah. for like that sort of music. And I thought, there's no way that there's going to be that many people going to it, surely. But lots of, like, there was lots of shows at Narang Bicentennial Hall around the same era. Yeah, okay. Like, so those bigger rooms worked on the coast at that time. Mm. Okay. Like, yeah, I thought that's still hands down to me, though, one of the best shows that I've been to, that one. That was just, it was just the fact that it was in a giant shed in the middle of bumfuck nowhere that looked so seedy. And I could, I could have sworn there was a murder there like a year or two ago or something. It looks so familiar when I saw it on TV, right? They're doing the screens and stuff. And I'm like, that area looks familiar. I'm sure I've seen that big shed. I saw Ceremony there years ago. Oh, really? Psycho. That would have been so good. Yeah, I um I, I was lucky enough actually to go see those guys when they played at the bright side. Um, they had Cold Hearts opening, um, and Sean oh, that Bear. Been Sean's first show with them. It was yeah. yeah, and he was like, "Oh, do you want to come check it out?" And I'm like, "Fuck yeah, man, I'd yeah. love to." And I took some photos for him and shit. Then that was when I was like just dabbling with like having a crack and seeing what it was like doing photos and stuff. And it's only been like the last year I picked it back up again. And yeah, like I'd, I'd taken a couple of snaps for it, and it was a fucking almost sold out. I think it was sold out at the end of it. Uh, it was just packed, yeah. went nuts. And I'd only really listened to early ceremony because a lot of people apparently didn't really like their old, like the later stuff that they did. But it changes a lot. It doesn't. Yeah. yeah okay. It's good, mm. but it's completely different. Uh, okay. Yeah. And a lot um, of people, yeah, a lot yeah. of people would be like, oh, I don't like change. <laughs> yeah, like my wife does photography and she's not into this kind of music at all. Yeah. Um, and I was like, no, just come bring the camera. Yeah. Um, and they're still to this day some of her best shots. Yeah. Just of just the crowd just seeing. Oh, at that show? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because me and Bear were watching it from the back. Yeah. And. Yeah, we were just thinking, holy shit, <laughs> it's getting pretty intense. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like there was, we were just talking, we were talking about it before we started recording this as well. Like there was this sort of golden age of shows that just happened where there was just bands after bands that were just so killer. Yeah. And there was so many of them coming out at this point too. Yeah. Like there was just shows on all the time. And predominantly there was always an 18 plus with an all ages show. That was the thing, always. It was always an 18 plus and an AA show. Now it's either a licensed all ages or it's an 18 plus show. Well, you can't, it's really hard to even do licensed all ages in Queensland at least. Yeah. Like, um, Unite was doing them for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, But other than that, it's just too cost restrictive. Yeah. They changed all the licensing for it and um, the insurances, even to do like an all age show is just really expensive. Yeah, um, it makes it so hard, and that's why you see people tending to go to do like just house shows or even stuff like that in their backyard. And even then, like you want to do that, but also if you're living in an area where you've kind of got cool neighbours, you don't want to piss them off all the time. Like you got to think about that sort of shit sometimes. True. But then also, if you've got shitty neighbours, they'll just fuck with you. <laughs> so like, it, it, it's very limiting. Like you want these, you, you want this generation to be able to 
keep it going and have that same sort of experience that we had, but it's getting harder and harder for them, you know? Yeah. Like, Backbone's a venue that's going to be going at some point soon yep. too. That's fucking... Oh, man, that's so frustrating. It's because, you know, there's more to that story going on with the council and stuff at the moment now as it's arising than yep. there appears to be. And we're going to be losing an AA venue out of it if nothing changes. Yeah. So, fuck, man. When, it, it's, it feels like a losing battle sometimes. But, you know, we're still going. Still going somehow. We're trying to. But there doesn't seem to be that flow on of new blood that there used to be because there's nowhere for... No, no, and that's the thing. I'm that that's the 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 notice that I'm seeing now. Like this is the perfect time for that to sort of happen, right? Like we're coming out of this restrictive uh, era, lockdown capacity, yeah. limiting of venues and stuff like that, where it's becoming a thing of the past again, and that we can have these shows cranking and 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 the energy come back. And this is the perfect time for venues to to latch onto that and and for the new blood to come through like this would be the perfect time for people uh, to start promoting i think promoting. it's really possible like realistically we're not going to see medium size to you know small size club band style punk and hardcore bands mm. from overseas back to oh like, yeah that's not gonna happen for 2024 a while. 2025 man mm. i reckon like even by the time once Border stuff gets sorted out. Mm. The costs for someone to come and do two weeks is just going to be through the fucking roof. Yeah. Like, just in flights alone. And that's all going to come through your ticket prices and stuff exactly. as well. Yeah. Um, but what that means is there's been this, in the last 18 months, there's been this whole crop of new bands springing up. Mm. And, like, you look at how much stuff the independent Australian labels are putting out at the moment. Mm. Like, between, like, Team Glasses, Best Wishes, Lair, yeah, all those sort of places. There's something, like, the last six weeks, there's been, like, one or two things coming out every week. It's been so good, yeah. Right. Um, and there's that void of no international touring. Mm-hmm. Which mm. means that everyone has the opportunity to, if they want to do it, to fill those dates. Everyone goes up a peg mm. um, if they're willing to work for it. Yeah, so, make yourself the the band that people want to see. Yeah, you know, rather than the overseas ones. Like, of course, you get it. You, you want to see some of your some of your favorite artists or overseas bands, international bands. Sure, when they can fucking finally get over here. Sure, yeah. but we've got a lot of music here. Exactly, yeah. and like that's what sort of snowballed that whole big boom with that fucking inverted commas golden age mm. like it wasn't just because there was heaps of international bands touring like oh there were so many bands as well playing like alongside 2004 to 2010 oh it was so good there was there was points where i was going to three shows a week mm -hmm. like you go to a show in brisbane on wednesday you do a barn trip on friday you'd be back up in Brisbane on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and if you're lucky, there might be something on the Gold Coast on either Thursday or Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was wild. Mm. 07 and 010, like I got amongst that. That yep. was that was the era that I managed to get amongst. 
not so much 07. I'd only gone to a couple of gigs, believe it or not. The first one was Bullet for My Valentine at River Stage. Oof. Nice. That was actually kind of... And this was like when, right before it was like the whole world takeover, mainstream rock sound, whatever yeah. it was, right? Um, and then Avenged Sevenfold and Atreyu. You know, yeah, yeah, okay. And, and behind Crimson Eyes opening, like yep. that, four fuck, like three, three internationals as a headliner, and that was only at River Stage. You yep. know, I think I only paid sixty five bucks for that ticket at that time. You know, could you, you reckon, ma- What do you reckon you pay for it this year? Double that, at almost at, like minimal. You yep. know, like if I well if, before all this restriction shit, I'd be looking at about 120 bucks or something yep. like that to for that lineup. Now it'd be almost double, but on top of the COVID shit and everything, oh, I don't know. You know, I'd be looking at a bit higher than that. You know, I the reckon. times and the age and stuff and, and the restrictions, and that's the thing. Like you just you don't have that opportunity uh, as you used to, and it sucks. You want to you, you tell you like. Yeah, like you're saying as well, like there was just so many bands coming over at one point. I remember there was a phase, there was just like so many death metal bands coming to the Hi-Fi bar at um, uh, in West, West End. End. Yep. Yeah, and I, I was going there at least at least once a month at one point, just seeing these international acts coming over, yep. playing there. Um, Decapitated, Misery Index, Origin, Joffrey Cowboy, Behemoth, Nile, yeah. um, Dying I Feeders. I all that stuff, eh? Did ya? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 that was my, that was my thing then. Like, yeah. I was for it, all for it. And, you know, Dying Fetus, Napalm Death, Cannibal Corpse, I saw Municipal Waste, I saw all those huge-ass yeah. bands there. You know, I'll never, and one of those, one of those lineups was, yeah, it was Decapitated, Misery Index, um, Psychroptic and Origin, like that was the lineup yeah. straight up. Like no, no local supports or anything. Yeah, it was just four. Yeah, oh, they're so yeah. good. Observant is what really got them going. Like that was when I got into them. Was Observant? That yeah. was two thousand and eight, and that's when they got signed to Nuclear Blast. And then yeah, they, that was our like the Aussies out there as being like the rep for the world. And it was such a good example too. They yeah. were so tight. It was that old school sound, but like with a modern touch. And the Haley brothers as well, like, are just weapons. The drummer is a freak. And he does all their business stuff too, so he's, he's clever too. He's a like clever all, freak. <laughs> they're all self-managed and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it, you you kind of see with that too that self-managed is doing pretty well in the long run where you don't get caught on to, like, the labels and stuff. With, with some of those bands, some of them that have been doing it as, like you're saying, self-managed yep. stuff, like when they don't fuck too much around with the labels once they've been around long enough, yep. they're staying around longer, you know? They're releasing, they're still releasing content, but it's almost as if it's just, you know, better. It, it, it's better quality. And it, that's just my opinion, yep. you know? Like, I just noticed that, like, with really good artists that people really enjoy, they're not really attached to any huge big label or anything like that or if they have they're a stable mate and they're one of the pioneers of it yeah, you know like that's it once yeah. one, I mean once you've been around for, for that sort of length of time mm. you'd want to think that you've developed mm. some sort of name well like um, as an example like to the stable mate one like Cannibal Corpse have been on Metal Blade Records for fucking how long you know you know, for for as long as for as long as the Metal Blade Records has been around or whatever, they've pretty much been on that, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. You know, so it's one of those things, and you can't really, I, I can't slag off Cannibal in terms of how 
big they are or how good they are, whether or not you like what they write about and shit, fucking, we know it's a joke. We know it's not real. We mm. know that shit, right? You know, I'm wearing one of their belt buckles right now. Very good. Yeah, and it's it's um, from their 91 album, which was Butchered at Birth. Yep. And it's a, I have a, <laughs> I have a dead baby on my belt right now. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude. Right right. You know, I have a son. Yeah. Whatever works, man. You know? Whatever works. Like, it's it's just a joke, right? Like, it's 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 musical horror movies. Yeah, yeah. It's not real. It's it's just a a shit take on, like, the horror side of stuff, right? Um, I don't like dead babies. Let's put it that way, you know? I'm, I'm I, really glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah, so you know, I think so. So's Mama Bear as well, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, but like the musical aspect of those guys, though, they are freaks. Like musically, like they're just out of this world in how they've just stuck to that core sound and have still made it to sound bigger and bigger each release yeah. as they got on, as they got on. Look, you don't have to fucking put too much in the sauce for it to work. No. Know? Once you find something that works. Yeah. Um. You stick with it. Yeah. Um, going yeah. with a, going with a horror theme as well. You can yeah. pretty much keep that running forever and ever, you know. And so that goes back into what I'm going to say now is Entrapment was taken off, a, was a spin-off. Well, not a spin-off, but it was from the movie, right? Like that was... Um, look, that's basically kind of... I just threw out a bunch of... I had a bunch of bad names. Yeah. Um, and just threw out a whole bunch, and that one's sort of stuck. Um, I'm one of those. Oh, I'm like a, I'm like a frustrated graphic designer. I have no artistic <laughs> ability, but like, I I will quite happily sit there on a Friday night and just play on like the fly making apps on my phone. Yeah, okay. And like, we'll spend. 20 minutes downloading like half a dozen different fonts that all look fucking almost exactly the same mm-hmm. to find the one that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and thankfully I've got mates like Adam and Ten Glasses who is exactly the same. Yeah. And like we have had like hour long conversations about fonts. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> so <sighs> after trying a bunch of different band names and just writing them entrapment kind of looked cool yeah okay I I wanted sort of like I preferably wanted a one name band yeah like I've done the the pop punk thing with like a three name band and oh okay right right yeah like like, that was that was the thing when I was coming up through high school Mm -hmm. you know I've done silly names and stuff and I just wanted like a just sort of a straight ahead name it just was a happy accident that Oh, this is also this fucking Sean Connery yeah. vehicle. And, yeah. Um, so it was coincidental that that was yeah. that was never really the forefront of the naming of it. Yeah. So it, but it's none just... of us, none of us in the band are, are shy from you know trying to pun if we can get away with it. Yeah. Um, I'm not. Even though the music comes across really angry or fucking whatever mm. people want to say, it's like. My, especially like on stage, I try and tell jokes and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had to rein it in over the years. Like when I was in, in Bitter Lungs, sort of in the mid 
2010s, there were shows that we did where it felt like it was about 15 minutes worth of music and 15 minutes worth of borderline stand-up comedy. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, I just went, like, there was a point where I'd have mates, you know, just, just shut up and play a song. Yeah. Like, just... We're not, we're not here to listen to you at all. Just having a chat. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... So, oh, I forgot that you were in fucking bit of lungs as well. That's yeah. the thing too. You've been around longer than I realized as well. Yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah. entrapment's the latest one. Yeah. You know, so bit of lungs was fucking ten years ago, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, oh, 2012 to twenty. We did six years. Twenty eighteen, so it's actually yeah. not that long. Oh, right, okay. So we played our last show in twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. Yeah, right. Um. Yeah. Um. And the Blake and Froshy who play in Entrapment were in Valhalla Mist who... I I remember Valhalla Mist. I I think I saw them play once or twice back in the day when they were still going. I'm just trying to remember where I saw them. I might have been on the bright side. Um, Oh, yeah, the um, D's Nuts show. Might have been. Might have been. Um, So, yeah, I've been mates with them for, for years. Yeah. And when things sort of petered off, both bands had sort of finished up and me and Blake had been talking on and off for years, oh, we should do something together. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, like a Sunday night, I was like, hey, let's start jamming. Yeah. And by Tuesday, we were we were here. Yeah. We were downstairs practicing um, and did like write our first 12 songs in 12 weeks. Basically just, a song a week. Just came yeah. in, just, it just happened yeah like they're not hard songs mm-hmm. um they're not long songs either like then that's kind of the point just trying to stick to i guess going back to that cannibal corpse reference like just not put too much in the source mm. just figuring out what we like doing what we do decently yeah and just i think a lot of people get caught up with that too yeah. is that they try to they try to be the different band that comes out, right? But yep. by doing that, like, you're not even getting the basics right first, though, yeah. right? And so, like, get that right first, get fucking tight. It, that, I think people appreciate that more rather than just going, oh, they sort of sound the same, whatever. But yep. if you play a fucking good show, does it really matter? Right? That, it's, exactly. Like, oh, I mean, you can be, you can be critiquey or uh, whatever it is about it as much as you want. But for me, for and I think for a lot of people, you're there to go and have a good time. Yeah. If the band's not good, then what's the point? You know, it brings down the mood. Yeah, right? exactly. You know, so but if they're killing it, even if they're not sounding the way you want them to sound, if they're killing it, what's the problem? Yeah. Oh, well, they don't play what you like. Fuck off. Whatever. You know, get over it. Wait for the next band. Exactly. And that's the, that's like, we're not an overly political band or anything like that. Um, And like some of the songs, like, we've got a couple of just sort of throwaway dumb songs, but most Mm -hmm. songs are sort of pretty, um, I guess more personal style lyrics. Mm -hmm. I try and make them sort of as broad as possible so people can take whatever they want about them. But like... Almost all of them, I can, if I sit down, it might take me a few months after I write it, but if I sit down, I can be like, oh, that's about this specific thing or this specific person. Mm-hmm. Um, but show-wise, it's about 
have it's, it's an it's entertainment yeah you know it's about having fun um a, a good performance uh, a crazy performance is generally what people will remember about it yeah. you know like why the garlic nun do have insane shows yeah exactly and, and there's you know and like and their music's great yeah you know but they're more known for their shows yeah exactly you know like it's just what they've not what works for them yeah right and they know that they most people know yeah they play they play fucking good dirty punk rock and roll shit uh, but more often than not, they know they might get an ass in their face as yeah. well when they go to exactly. the show. <laughs> you exactly. know, that's that's a really funny thing that you just don't expect at shows sometimes. And I think that's what gets people's attention to go too. It's like, yeah. well, I want to see what this is all yeah, about. Exactly. You know, so I I think people need to focus more about just the shows that they're putting on first rather than trying to be the new insane band that everyone wants to check out. Yep. If you can fucking nail down a show and nail down the basics. And then start going from there. People are going to be more interested in that than just seeing you trying to be fucking the biggest, best thing out there from the get-go. Exactly. And you don't have to write... Just because a song is technical and musically proficient doesn't necessarily mean it's a good song. Mm. Like, I would rather go and see... I'd rather go and watch a band like... I can't even think, I don't even want to name an example, but you know, a band who's going to play short songs and they're not clever songs, but the whole band is going wild mm-hmm. and the crowd is also going wild. Yeah. Then watching someone play sweep arpeggios on a seven string guitar mm-hmm. and stare at his pedal board all night. They palm death through a good right. example like that. Like, they play short songs. Well, yeah. I mean, they do have shortish songs to a yeah. point, but like it's just in your face shit all the time yeah. and it's done. You know, it's just a lot of screaming and a lot of noise, but it's, it's their shows are so good, yeah. right? And it, it comes, a lot of it's down to preference too. If that's the mood that you're in and what you want is carnage, you know, generally speaking, that's what I want when I go to these shows as well. I just yeah. want to see mayhem because it just brings out the yeah. best energy in the room yeah. for photos as well you know i've had some really good shots from the toy guys recently because those dudes yeah when they play <laughs> they might be the best band going around at the moment yeah yeah there's there's a good there's a good level of um uh music coming out right yeah. now like you were just talking before about these yeah. release drops and shit there, there's a good there's a good resurgence of of like fucking solid oh, bands Australian, Australian hardcore is in it's as the, good a spot as it's been maybe the golden maybe like, yeah if we can get the shows cranking like they were back then then yeah it might be a golden age exactly you know because um, like you're saying there's some fucking good releases like that have dropped that, that world of joy oh that yeah amazing um no peace put stuff out this week from yeah, LA yeah I just saw that like, it's, it's all over the country too like there's like no brain and cross check in Perth. You've yeah, got, they're going good. Denial um, as well. They're yeah. still around too. Um, latest God from Newcastle. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like youth crew kind of stuff. Mm. It's fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, like I think I've listened to that EP maybe half a dozen times in the last three days. Yeah. Like it's just on. Um, yeah, there's fucking 
heaps of bands kicking around at the moment. Mm, nerve damage, just nerve damage, in society yeah. as well. That for me is still my favorite release of this year so far society yep. made me sick just fucking everything that i've been thinking and feeling about fucking shit right now just yeah. that was what was it for me and that song itself was just so fucking good i it's, think it's far away the best thing they've done yeah um and yeah it's just they're all such good musicians mm. and such good performers and just like everything's right yeah yeah there's there's no it's not even so much like there's a lot of there's not there's not so much posturing of sorts or anything like that. It's they get like they'll come in and do these fucking shows and just fucking go, and they'll they'll yeah. fucking get to their writing and that's it. There's no yeah. there's there's nothing else to it, which is great. And you know, you you guys will will potentially be a part of that list soon when you drop the new shit as well. Look, hopefully. You know? So we've got um, four songs that we did. Oh, December like over the. Christmas break last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started like in between Christmas and New Year's last year, went through to about February in dribs and drabs, mm-hmm. um, and have just been waiting to to get a physical copy out um, when everything sort of went to shit earlier this year. We sort of put the brakes on. Um, I had a bit of shit going on outside the band. Um, like my mum passed away and stuff, so mm. I just put everything on the back burner for like fucking four months. Five yeah, months. yeah. Um, because like there was initially that rush, rush, rush. Got to get things out. Got to pre be productive. Got to do be things. on the ro- like follow the you know you've yeah. got the heat going right now. Yeah. You got to keep it going. Sort yeah, of thing. and yeah. then just sort of develop this. No one gives a fuck. Like, mm. No one, very few people give a fuck, as much of a fuck about your own band or your own artistic project, whatever it is, than you will. Mm. Like, and any deadlines that you might set to put stuff out only exist in your own mind. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're, if you're like, you know, by hook or by crook, I'm going to have this thing out to the world in three weeks. Yeah. And shit happens and you don't make that three-week deadline the only person who really suffers that is you. Yeah. And, like, this is... I'm a 38-year-old man who, like, <laughs> plays 30-second songs and, <laughs> yeah. and just screams, like... Yeah. At the end of the day, who, like, who, who cares if it takes a little bit longer? Yeah. Um, so... We sort of took our time. We're getting. We're still in the process of getting our artwork done, which is coming out really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, we should have stuff online within the next few. I don't know when this is coming out, but um, in a week. Okay. Yeah, probably cool. in a week. I'd say. So um, we might have something up um, pre-Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure by the time this comes out, it'll be announced. But otherwise, if not. Um, we just booked that we're doing clowns on the 18th of December at the Cooley. Oh, you did get it. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Um, spoke to, to Jake earlier on in the week and he said yes. Mm -hmm. So sick. Um, and just got to send it off to, to get pressed and that's about an eight week turnaround at the moment. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. 
Yeah, man. That's it's all happening quickly. Yeah. Once you get back on that ball, like on that ball sort of thing, and you've yeah. got stuff lined up, and yeah. you and you get at it, like it's pretty easy to get back in the boat. It's I guess yeah. there's a lot of self doubt that does come into it. Though, oh, hundred like, percent. You know, like um, like we did that Shark Binnies on the twenty second of October, which is like the first headline show that we played. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was showing up selling out. Like they ended up turning people away, mm-hmm. and they. I think it was an 85 capacity, mm-hmm. but a few people got kicked out for being a bit too rowdy. Um, and I think they maybe sold a couple of extras. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were still people I know who showed up and were like, yeah, I couldn't get in. Oh, yeah. Which, oh, but yeah, it's a good problem to have, I guess. <laughs> it is, um, yeah. But I was convinced no one was coming. Mm. Like, like that south, like south no one is, is super powerful. Yeah, like yeah, you you're just absolutely committed to the idea that even though that you put all this effort into like promoting the show, putting it on, yeah, no one's gonna turn yeah, up. Exactly. Oh man, why did I waste yeah. my time with this no shit? No one cares. Like, yeah. who's gonna be doing this on a Saturday night? Yeah. Like, it's yeah, it's so fucking easy so. to fall down those traps. And it's not fun too because it's really hard to get out of them as well. Yeah. Like like you're saying, you need to just take a break sometimes yeah. and just reset yourself. Otherwise, the craziness of the world, especially right now, is just I think getting to people a lot, yeah. <laughs> and a lot not a lot of people are seeing a therapist about it. Yeah, exactly. You know, so exactly, man. Um, it's just yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of there's a lot of shit going on. So I think a lot of self care these days needs to be more paramount. And if it means music comes out a bit later than than you wanted, then so be it. At least you're still around to be fucking enjoying it. Yeah, you know? exactly. Because that's the that's the risk you can take. You can fucking slip, and you could just never come back from it. You yeah. know, that's the worst fucking thing that could happen. And you know, it's just it's really volatile uh, in term like the the industry itself is just seemingly volatile these days. Anyway, like it's just you're either in it um, 110% committed or you're not. Basically, that's it because it'll just chew you up and spit you out if you don't keep up with it yeah it's such a hard industry to just hang around with and make money off it you've got to be one of those ones that it's half the time just gets lucky and it's just stuff not so much falls into your lap but you just get the opportunities that get given to you and you just roll with it the other option is i this is a hobby Mm. this is a hobby i work like Mm. i'm there i'm i play in a shit punk band I'm (laughs) i'm never gonna make any money from this yeah like you want to give me half a dozen free drinks for for me to come and hang out and yell tonight? Sick, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm in it. Uh, so I just like we don't we don't operate the band as a business like lots of bigger bands do. Mm-hmm. Like we don't do any of that shit. And that's generally speaking like, how they do keep going as well. Exactly. You know, it's, like from a business sense. I totally understand it and it makes, mm. it makes great sense. Like, I can claim tax on any instruments and stuff. I'm sick. <laughs> that sort of stuff, fine, cool, no worries. Or I could just fill out this hobby form that goes with my invoice so I don't have to have an ABN. You give me the money and I'm going to go and buy some T-shirts with it. Yeah. And we'll sell those for cash and just... Keep it's on. a hobby. Like, yeah, yeah. This is, this is fun. Yeah. This is fun. I've tried to do... The um, the the make a living from from band stuff, and I fucking hated it. Mm. Um, band I was in 
right back in the day, Nine Iron, um, we got a national tour on the 28 Days final tour. Yeah. John Farnham final tour <laughs> in 2000, 2008, maybe? Yeah. 2007. Um, and we did like, we did 28 shows in, 29 shows in 34 days. Fuck. From yeah. as far north as Cairns all the way down to now we're in southern New South Wales. Mm-hmm. Um, Nowhere. Now. Nowhere. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> That's how it felt like when, it, when the last show was done. Yeah. And like, I, I just moved in with my now wife, maybe sort of eight weeks beforehand. Yeah. She'd moved down from Brisbane um and we were living in labrador oh labrador lock your door <laughs> um and i was like sick i'm going away for a month catch up nice <laughs> um yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a really smart move yeah um and like had a lot of great times had a lot of great experiences but being cooped up with four dudes in like a high ace van mm-hmm. whose feet all smell and like, yeah. it was great don't get me wrong it was yeah, fun. Yeah. Like, not a lot of people get to experience something like that mm. like I got to live what I thought was my dream when I was a teenager yeah 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 and it wasn't yeah and that's cool that's mm-hmm. alright um I've gone away with bands sort of maybe half a dozen times in the 15 years since but it's only like a weekend yeah okay like I won't I'll never get to the point where we'll book like more than two shows in a row mm-hmm. like we'll go away for weekends like yeah okay one because it it starts to suck the fun out of it yeah and two because I'm just fucking too fat for that shit <laughs> like day like day three I'm fucked yeah my voice is gone yeah, I've I've spent two days on the piss. Yeah, and it's just just don't have it in me, hey. Because that's that is for you. Your like you said, your hobby. Yeah. This is yeah. where you have your fun and do your shit. Like you already slog it out during the week and doing your shit, yeah. and this is your time off. You know your fun time. But it's also really important for me to put on a good show. Yeah, yeah. So if I I'm not in a space where I can physically put on a good show mm-hmm. not fucking doing it yeah 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 like you don't sometimes works again like I put that handbrake on it sort of works against me and mm-hmm. things sort of normally turn out pretty good but you know it's it's taking a swing sometimes and just hoping for the best yeah with, with, with the plan of the shows and keeping your body intact and stuff you know I've I've said it time and time again like I I, I I do want to get around to fucking playing a show or doing that sort of do shit it. myself. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm back. I've got, I've got my guitars and stuff now up and running. You know, I don't have the pedals and any of that crap. I see the walls around here and shit, and I just think, fuck. You know, I've got a bit to catch up on. But writing itself, like I'm getting back into that. Like, you know, I used to cover songs and shit, yeah. like just to learn how to, you know, just to get better at it, basically, yeah. and learn my own shit. So I'm doing that now. We don't get in any of these pedals. I don't get in any of these <laughs> It's just Blake, hectic looking shit. Blake has a tuner and a noise suppressor. Mm-hmm. And that's it. 
Yeah. And he's got the noise suppressor because he turns up really fucking loud. <laughs> and if he doesn't, it can be a bad time. Because of the screeching. Because of it, like there's some screeching that we use. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, there's 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 good feedback and there's bad feedback. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like if it leads into a song sort yeah. of thing, it can yeah. work. But if it's just feedback for the yeah. sake of feedback, yeah. shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> My ears are already damaged yeah. as it is. Like, don't make it worse. Um, but other than that, like. It was E flat you guys played in, wasn't it? Someone yeah, who I was yeah, talking yeah. to said E flat. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, E flat, um, and that's purely because it's easier for me to sing in, and it sounds a little bit heavier. Yeah. Um, Blake really was conscious when we started of not being uh, Ben sits in drop D. Yeah. For whatever reason, he just he didn't want to do that. So that's cool. That's. He's the one right in the right in the riffs. Yeah. So if that's what's gonna make you feel the best, that's what we'll do. Go D flat. Yeah, I've done that before too. Yeah. Um, like bit of lungs used to tune it lower C, I think. Yeah. Um, I used to write a lot of songs in drop A. That was my fun shit. That was like when I want to talk about those those core days and yeah. stuff. A lot of the bands in that era were just playing in either yeah. the drop tunes. It'd be drop B or drop A or drop. See, I like that spaghetti string shit. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't dig it. Hey. Oh like, man, I got it such a soft spot for it because like that's just part of the shows when I was growing up or going to. Like I saw yeah. early early day Thyatta's murder and stuff like that. Yeah. Like Signal the Firing Squad in particular. Those guys were just insane see I'd rather a band be hard than heavy yeah like if that makes no I, I know what exactly like, what you mean yeah yeah. because like you know bands like Speed and Toy and shit like that you know they're they're heavy but they're more fucking like I've heard heavier bands yeah. than those guys right yeah. they're fucking hard like they go hard like their music's hard their crowds go hard Primitive Blast as an example as well like they they're not technical or anything I'm pretty sure they play in standard tuning yeah. and their so their shows are insane mm-hmm. right like they they don't have to be overly heavy they just go hard, exactly, exactly like you said, yeah. you know. But, like, for me as well, I love both. Like, I, yeah. I'm just a sucker for all things heavy and all things, like, just just that energy, like, the, the fucking tough boy face and shit. Yeah. I love it. It's so funny. Oh, don't get me wrong. Uh, I, I like me head tunes. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like, I'm such a sucker for it. Not every kind of art has to be high art. No, no, not at like, all. There's a lot to be said for lowbrow. Mind you, though, there are your there are your limits, right? Like we don't tolerate shit like N World and stuff like that. You ever remember hearing those guys before? Like that, I know the name, but they're just disgusting. Yeah. Like horror. Like that's garbage shit. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> it was like was they were a Brizzy yeah. band. Yeah, yeah. It was just in. It was stupidly over the top, like breakdown shit and like yeah, bad lyrics yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like. No, I'm not just saying like bad lyrics because like they were like misogynist or anything, which they were. Yeah. They were just bad lyrics. Like yeah. the guy couldn't write for shit. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever. That's why most people do hardcore bands, man. Yeah. Like heavy bands. Like if I could sing, I'd be playing in in a band where I could sing. Yeah. Right. Like I've just always been loud. Yeah. Um. Can't fucking sing. Hmm. I have to have a, I have to have a more cracks at karaoke and build my confidence up, maybe or something. Yeah, see, I won't yeah. do karaoke. Yeah, I've done it like once. Yeah, I fucking hated it. It was nice to play in front of a crowd, though. Yeah, um, was it like a crowd for karaoke? Yeah, like, yeah it wasn't just like a booth or something. There's um in Surfers, there's a little bar. I can't 
can't remember what it's called, but there's this little karaoke bar that's upstairs mm-hmm. um, as you first come on the Cavill Ave. And it's tiny. It's like 20 people in there would be... Almost capacity. Would be too many. Oh, be too many. Would be yeah. too many. <laughs> like, um, and we went for, uh, I think, a mate's bucks years ago. Um, and we just all got on the turps and had yep. a thing and... I didn't like it, eh? Yeah. Like, the fact that I didn't have the band to hide behind. Yeah. You're the sole focus on it. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Ooh, yeah. It's a bit bit how you go on, I know. Um, And, yeah, nah. Nah. (laughs) So, at least that way you know that if you're in a band with more than one person anyway, is that, you know, if someone fucks up, there's, 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 you know, it's not just all on you sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, that, that reminds me as well. What when you were coming off the stage of that fucking gig what did you do what did All you right. do again like because so, I only caught the last bit of it and then I just see you do the old head and hands go fuck so as I was walking on stage that night um, with the way Vinny's is set up coming in from the green room to the stage you come out behind the right hand side of the drum kit and the guitar amps right in front of you yeah yeah that's right yeah on the like as you walk yeah now, for whatever reason, the drum kit was a little further right than what it normally is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've gone to slide in between the cymbals and the guitar and might have had a couple of drinks that night and proceeded to knock the amp, the head off the guitar amp <laughs> as I've come on stage. Yeah. Like, bang, crash, boom. So that's all right. We picked it up. We put it back on. We made sure it still worked. Still worked. We played the show, finished the last song, and I went to walk off the same way and knocked the head off the amp again. <laughs> so it w- <laughs> so it was twice. I only saw, yeah, saw it the yeah. once. That's yeah. why I was like, man, he's fucking cut up about this. <laughs> That's why I was so upset. Yeah. Like, and the, the look that Blake gave me. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he's only a little dude, man, but, like, he can be a bit scary sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, was, it wasn't stoked. No, he, was, he wasn't He yeah. wasn't frothing on it. Yeah. Um, but the amp still works. Still yeah. Fine. Oh, thank and God for that. And ends well, just, you know, just my ego that was hurt. Yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah. it, it was setting up to a, it, like, because that was the thing, too. It was setting up to a whole, th- like mood there as well you were yeah. doing the fucking stone cold thing all the time weren't you right beforehand yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, so I was, as i was walking off i had the two beers in my hand yeah i did like the, the two beers that's it beers. yeah yeah um and as i was so not only did i knock the amp the head off the amp i just got beer all over fucking everything <laughs> i tried getting a photo of that that's that's why i originally saw it and i missed it and then i saw what proceeded to happen <laughs> to happen and I'm like oh I'm not going to get a photo of that I probably shouldn't (laughs) I know I look back now and I go no what the fuck man just take it next time it's really funny the last the last couple of years like I'm starting to see more and more that the shittest moments on stage or the things that feel the shittest are normally the best stories afterwards yeah yeah Um, like we played another venue on the coast down in Burley 
and we rocked up and they didn't have a PA system mm. at all. Or, or like it was like car stereos. Wow, so, nice. Um, so I did the whole set through a megaphone. <laughs> and like, I was really mad about it to begin with. Yeah. Because it was just, it's not what I was expecting. Um, no. Expectations not met. It was just like fucking, I can't think, think my way out of how to deal with this. Yeah. Because um, we knew there might have been an issue with the PA and we decided as a group between the two bands that were playing that we didn't need to, to worry about it. And there was going to be a PA there and everything was going to be fine. And I've been working really hard on like how I say it, I put everything on the back boil for the last few months. Mm-hmm. As opposed to trying organising as much as I can myself, have been, for, I guess, forcing myself to take a back seat yeah. and not book stuff mm-hmm. and not try and be a control freak about things. And like had to fight, had that sort of mental conflict when we rolled in, there was no PA of, this is why I fucking organise shows. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, is going on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I could have had this organised if you yeah, had told me, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, fuck. Okay. Which is bullshit. Yeah. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> That's just straight up my ego talking. Yeah. Like, it's just bullshit. Um, because we did this show and, like, um, we played with Buckle. Mm-hmm. Nick from Buckle bought his megaphone. <laughs> and we just played with the megaphone. And, look, I want a megaphone with one of those fucking clacks and sirens on it. For every show I play now, yeah, it's just even if you don't don't use it all the time, like just you just keep it there. Yeah, and like the the footage of the show looked pretty cool, and we got some pretty cool photos out of it. Yeah, I've got a story out of it, like, but like I there was a point where I I was like, cool, I'm going outside. I'll let you guys like the me- the megaphone works cool. I'm just gonna. Go and have a cigarette and just leave me alone for a bit. Yeah. And like I can remember sitting out there and just being like, I could just go home. <laughs> yeah, right. You were that committed. Like, you just were that done I was at that, that point. done with it. Yeah. I was just like, I don't have, like, it's it's a midweek show. I don't have to be here. <laughs> I got work tomorrow. <laughs> I got work tomorrow. I'd take the day off oh, the next right. day just in case we turned it on. Yeah. Um, and I was, but I was just like, I could just, I could just go home. And hang out with the wife and the dog and watch TV. Yeah. And my car's right there. I've got my keys in my pocket. Like, literally 20 meters away. I yeah, can do this yeah, right I'm now. I'm leaning against the car. And yeah. I'm like, and there's no one else around. And I'm like, they'd never know. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, Fuck. Yeah. Well, but yeah, like you said, man, you, you got, you, you actually fucking got through the show. You got the memories out of it. And now you want to use a, a megaphone every time yeah, play you play know, a show. Because, like, why not? Yeah. Like, I think that's funny, though. Like, not, a, not enough of that shit happens, or you hear about it yeah. happening anyway. Like, And at the end of the day, once again, everyone who came to the show, other than me, no one gave a fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It's so bullshit, right? Like, your mind is just such a... It fucks with you so much sometimes yeah, that dude. you just have this altered perception of a reality where people are 
nagging on you, but they're not even thinking about you, yeah. right? Yeah, like, exactly. but yet your head is just saying, "Oh, they think you're a piece of yeah. shit. You're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit." It's like, oh man, and like, I mean, I I go through this shit every day. It's yeah. just one of those one of those side effect things that you just have to deal with, yeah. right? Like, but you can you, after a while, after a certain period of time, it's never so much about what they're saying. It's just the intensity that happens to you and how you deal with it, mm-hmm. right? But like in that first process of it, just that feeling of no one cares, no one wants to check this out or whatever. It's just it, like you were so tempted to go home. Like that's how easy it is, yep. right? Like that, that that pull, and that's all it takes, you know. And you just wonder, man, if I had that same drive sometimes with everything else, like yep. there, there would never be these thought processes. But there's, but, there's, there's two sides of the coin. There's like. It's like the the Lionel Hutz meme. There, you know, there's there's the truth and, <laughs> and the, the truth. truth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's like no no one gives a fuck, but also no one gives a fuck. Mm. Like sick. Yeah. Like, yeah. Unless unless you're genuinely yeah. trying to hurt someone or yeah. like spread bad messages, you know, like no one's gonna give a shit. Oh, yeah. six cent, man. Fuck yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah. Like, oh, like yeah. And, but you just overthink it. Yeah. You know, it's the biggest thing. Uh, I do it a lot too. I'm I'm guilty of it all the time. Really, you yeah. know, I uh, I naturally overthink. So. Yeah, you just I just gotta I gotta put that to fucking action, you yeah. know, and stop disassociating and just actually put that fucking thought process to something productive, yeah. you know. And like, because yeah, that's the thing, like I overthink about shit that doesn't really matter, mm. and a lot of the time when shit goes wrong in life, it's because I've not thought enough about the important shit mm. because I'm too busy overthinking about fucking this fucking dumb shit mm. like the fact I have to use a megaphone instead of a microphone yeah. or something sort of yeah. thing but it just it where turned is, out where is, really fun whereas actually I got I got the band got paid the show happened got to hang out with mates um, had a real fucking good time on a Thursday night mm. when like and that night that day before I left work so, oh what's everyone else doing tonight oh you know just going home just gonna cook dinner and watch fucking The Block <laughs> and just yeah. like despite any of the the trials and tribulations and politics and bullshit and all the stuff that makes doing band stuff less and less appealing as you get older mm-hmm. like Shit's fun. Yeah. Like, you just got to enjoy the, sh- yeah. the the stuff. It's not smart, but it's fucking fun. <laughs> like, yeah. You just, I think, I'm starting to appreciate it more now too. When I'm just finding myself having less and less time to to get everywhere, and the stuff that I am doing, you know, I enjoy. But you know, if you enjoy it, like enjoy it. Yeah. You know, don't. Don't just think oh, I've got to move on to the next thing now yeah. that I'm doing that I enjoy. Like yeah. when you're there doing the thing that you enjoy, fucking have fun with it. You know, I got a bit caught up with that when I was throwing axes and shit. Yeah. You know, getting a bit too serious with it yeah. all, and it was showing when I would fucking fuck up and go bad. And it's really and, easy to do. Yeah, yeah. Right. And my mindset was completely different this week, and score reflected that I was so much better this week. You know, there was less stress involved in my life as well. So, do you do competitive axe throwing? 
Yeah, yeah. So I I I, I do it uh, at Lumberpunks at West End. Yeah, yeah. Every every Monday night, I'd throw in a team of three for that league. They is just, it essentially just darts with an axe. Yeah, yeah. It okay. is. It is pretty much just like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And there's different sto- There's there's different. They they teach you how to throw it originally, like, but obviously everybody adapts their own style. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, whatever style is most comfortable for you. Like, if you have any injuries, or, on your body yeah, it, yeah, exactly right. So you know, like, I'm starting to fuck around with like a walk in, a walk in throw now, yep. and um, it's like from a close range. It's, I've got the board at home that I practice with with bigger axes now as well. Like, I'm just doing like real fucking macho shit with it all but also yep. but also in the same breath it's a workout like i don't like going to gyms yeah so fair. i don't like that atmosphere so instead i use axes i throw axes and yeah, i lift fair. and i lift pain you know yep. that's my gym for the week yeah you know and throughout all that too like i'm getting better at like learning how to throw axes in a different way you know from underarm from certain distances yep. and but i'm not just throwing them for the sake of throwing them. I'm trying to actually get them to stick on that 45 degree angle, whether it be trick shots or not. Yep. Still gonna, they, you're still going to try and get them to stick. Yep. And the best way to get them to stick is usually on that 45 degree angle. Yeah, right. So I'm just practicing that. And even yep. from a further distance away, like that's what I'm practicing on. You know, like it's cool to get those rotations and stuff, but a lot of it does, again, come down to like the mechanics and the timing and the distance of where you're throwing. So, cause it's got to have the rotation go through the air. If you've got a heavy ended ax, you've got to adjust for the weight of it, turning it as it goes. So like with little axes, they're usually perfectly balanced sort of thing. Like mm-hmm. they won't have any tilt or weight to them. So you've actually got to generate that flick, that yep. that turning. Whereas with bigger axes, you don't necessarily have to focus on making them turn. It's about actually just keeping it straight and, yep. and using that momentum. Because the length of the handle. Will yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And yep. because when it when it when it goes through that rotation, it'll it'll sort of do that dip, and then the heavy part will carry it over. And it, you, yeah, it's just like that momentum thing, right? So as I've gotten better with my technique in it as well like my throw naturally now just seems like i'm launching it but i'm not yeah right. <laughs> you know like it's oh, settle down it's like I'm, I'm i'm fine yeah like i'm not like i'm not trying to throw it too hard right yeah. now this is just naturally how you i throw it now the yeah, yeah yeah and so nowadays when i throw it i'm getting that angle it's whether or not i'm getting it like centered like i haven't hit my yeah. pb so you get five rounds and five throws in each round so 25 yeah. throws all up and so far, my personal best is 123 out of 125. So that's 24 out of 25 bullseyes. Yeah. So it's really fucking hard after a while. Like once you get stuck on a PB like that, where you, the next best thing is like a perfect round, it gets really fucking hard. <laughs> so it does come a lot down to technique. And so that's a lot of the things that I've said about like trying to deal with like hard times and stuff this is one of those things for me that really benefits is where i'll go and do this shit and i get in my head but not in the way that you're thinking it's it's critiquing myself yeah it's because i want to get my i want to get the perfect throw i want to get the perfect score i want to be as accurate as i possibly can well, with that sort of stuff it is it is to me but you can't like can't concentrate on anything else other than what you're doing. Yeah. You know? If you and if you fuck up really, you're gonna hurt yourself too. Yeah. So like just pay attention, right? And so when I'm when I'm throwing usually as well now, I'll I'll chuck my earphones in and just have like blaring shit going at the at the time because more often than not other people they're throwing have various tastes of music than I yeah. do. And sometimes some fucker decides to throw on an aqua song, you know, and like when you're trying throw to that? 
there's nothing wrong with it, but when you're trying to zone in and actually throw, you it, you get distracted by Dr. Jones, you know. So uh, I enjoy it. Too much dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, the, I enjoyed the novelty of that for the first couple of weeks yep. until it happens every week for almost a year now. I hear Aqua at least once a week. So I put my earphones in now because I'm sick of that shit. I, I like it. Did you? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Was it? Was that a, one of those ones? Was it was Venger Boys? No, Venger Boys was a few weeks later. Saw that too. You did see that as well. So oh. my my wife is really into that sort of stuff. Yeah. She's got a really eclectic taste, but she likes Venger Boys. She likes Aqua. Um, yeah. And um, one of my best friends was the production manager at Cooley Hotel for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Um, and he knew that Jen liked these these bands. Mm-hmm. He's like. He's like, yo, come down. Mm. Um, That's so good. Aqua was sick. Like, they're a full band. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they play instruments. Mm. <laughs> they actually play no, their no, music. I'm <laughs> like, Venger Boys was backing. It was four people on stage with head, like, and a backing track. Yeah. Like, I stood next to him at the mixing desk, and he pressed play. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Shifted yeah. a few EQs, and then he was like, so... We need something else to this. Yeah. Want to go for a quick six smoke? Like. That's mental. Like. But Aqua, Aqua's the real deal. Yeah, they're the real deal. Yeah, that's, that's great. Because, um, I mean, like a lot of people just go, they're a novelty band, obviously. But, like, I mean, they're a real band, you know? And the turnout was good. Yeah. Turnout was really good. Yeah. And this is, like, this is, I don't know. 2016, 2017? Yeah. I reckon they would, if they did a show now, I don't know what it is. I, I feel like this just like, we were talking about this earlier with like the online age now and stuff like that, but people have like a real hard on for like novelty shit now, uh, again. Yeah. You know, so I reckon if, if, if Aqua did a show again, like motherfucking uh, Wiggles are doing another 18 plus tour. Shit's like sold oh, out, yeah. you know, like... It's fucking Wiggles. Like, I mean, I wanted to go and see that shit. Yeah. You know, and I think I'm, I, I don't know if there's still tickets for it or not, or yeah. if it's changed or not. I don't know. But like, right. Well, like, there's people who are parents now yeah. who like, when they were little kids, they grew up on the Wiggles. Yeah. Like. This is their chance to finally see them. <laughs> they can get shit faced and go or, and watch or them. Or seeing them again, shit faced. Yeah. It's like, um. Don't have to ring the kids this yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, straight up. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, but that's the thing, too. Like, uh, those guys... It'd be a fun as fuck night. It would be. It would be. I think they have, like, an opening band that's not related to the Wiggles in any way opening for them. That's why it stuck out to me. I think Deadlights is a band that's opening for one of them, one of the nights. That's that's what I mean, right? So it's got, like, like a rock, metal sort of sound, and then Wiggle closes it out. The last few years, I've been thinking there was really only maybe one, maybe two bands left on my list of bands I've always wanted to, to play with. Yeah. Like, I've been lucky enough to be able to do pretty much everything I've wanted. Yeah. Um, and I think I've got a new one. Yeah. The Wiggles? Or Entrapment and the Wiggles. Like, that'd be sick. That'd be funny. If they, if they do any uh, GC shows, like, for sure. Like... The, the whole the whole purpose is to make people dance like yeah like you you go to a wiggle show expecting to dance like, yeah let's go yeah who do I got to talk to who do we get this to, to yeah to, um, we'll, we'll reach out uh, and see where where the uh, where the 
the next wiggle shows are going to happen and we'll see if we can tee it up. I don't, know, I don't know if we wear turtlenecks or not, though. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I mean, you do lose a lot of heat in the neck. But... <laughs> yeah, that'll be an interesting one. So... All right, well, then, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll tee that one up. Well, I reckon as well what we'll do with this, with this episode, it's totally up to you as well, but do you want to jam one of the new songs? Off, on this or are you waiting to release that sort of stuff um, yeah let's do it yeah yeah because this will come out next week though yeah cool yeah okay cool yeah. so we're not going to say anything now yeah but people are going to be treated to a new song at the end of yeah, this sweet. yeah cool no, just keep this in and then just we'll just play it yeah up. yeah fucking um, right. that's cool yeah sweet I'll um we'll I'll, find out what the boys I'll clear that with the boss I'll make sure Adam's yeah. cool with that like we won't put it up online anywhere other than here I guess no no and then yeah because uh, um, generally, I've done this a couple of times, and generally speaking, it's it's more or less like if you it's it's a sneak peek thing. It's like yeah. niche. Like I'm not broadcasting this to thousands and thousands of yeah. people, sort of thing. Like uh, people that are like like loyal in any sense to like say entrapment are going to be the ones that would listen to that and hear yeah, the song, you know. So I guess uh, we should probably talk about the record. Hey, so we're going to do a seven inch with Team Glasses Records. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be called Tempest Flare. Fuck yeah. Um, it's four songs in about ten minutes, so two songs side sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them we've been playing for at least twelve months, if not more. Um, the last song, which I'm guessing is probably the one that we'll put on the end of this, which is called World Tur- Turned Hostile. Mm-hmm. Um, we did the first thing that we put out was as opposed to doing a demo, Adam just Adam from Team Glasses just recorded on his Tazcan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our fourth show. Okay. At um, Unite Common House. Yep. Um, and so we just released a live set. Oh, yeah, right. Demo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and one of the songs that was on that that didn't make it onto the first EP, um, we just... We basically just rewrote it. Mm-hmm. We went used to go for about three minutes, and we took like two of the shit riffs out and just condensed it. And yeah, yeah. Um, That'll be Adam's f- f- first seven-inch release that he's starting. Is it? I think he's done. I know. I think he's done them before, he's but done like them in the past, but he hasn't done them in a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we looked at a bunch of different options. Like we did another take with him earlier on this year. So we did our second release, mm-hmm. um, which was called The Trap Is Set. The one that's got your photo. Yes. On. Super loving of that. Appreciated. Um, and so that song is going to be on for vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we just did a tape for that. We were looking at doing like a post, almost like a, a cardboard flexi. Almost. Yeah. So it was like a postcard card mm-hmm. that had like grooves in it. Yeah. Um, okay. But it just the price point difference between that and doing vinyls was fuck it. Let's just do a vinyl. Yeah. Okay. Like, right. Yeah. I don't. I don't know too much about vinyls. Like yeah. vinyls isn't so much my thing. I've got a yeah. shit ton of cassettes, but like yeah. I've only really just started getting on the vinyl. Uh, bandwagon now and like I did get a flexi one one time and I remember I messaged the guy going you you didn't send me it because <laughs> he didn't send me it and he's like wait what did I send you and he sent me the photo of it and I thought it was just like a, the case 
or something for the actual vinyl. It totally threw me off, right? Because yeah. I'd never gotten one of them before. Yeah. And he's like, no, nah, dude, that's a flexi. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I've lost my shit. I'm yeah. like, what? Okay, cool. Sorry about that, bro. You're probably like super fucking like, this guy's an idiot. You know? And like, yeah, to be fair, that was like the first bundle of vinyl that I sort of bought that yeah. I was listening to, you know? And that was through Televised Suicide. He had this... um like vinyl bundle going at the time and one of them just happened to have a flexi in it and I was like I had no idea but like there was bootlicker on there and like Hex and a couple of other bands and shit and I thought this is awesome grabbed it but yeah just threw me off I, I, I think the vinyl love is is great it's coming back it, it, it's nice to see but also it's seemingly taking a long fucking time to do it now as well considering the times so well that's be it's not got so much to do with the times it's because um lots of lots of major artists have gone back to vinyls mm. um so one of the one of the podcasts from the states i was listening to were talking about um some some bands may may having to wait sort of eight months Fuck. to get stuff printed mm. because you've got you know taylor swift printing fucking 400,000 copies of her new album or Adele or fucking whoever mm. um, which is great for the the printing press companies because there's not very many in the world no because they're so fucking expensive yeah um, I did see an article this week that um, a dude in Brisbane is in the process of purchasing one which would make a total of three in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, so Zenith, Zenith do one. There's another company whose name I can't remember. Yeah. Um, and this article I was reading, I think it was ABC, um, was saying that that second press in Melbourne was estimated at about three or four hundred k for the machine. Fuck. Which is why it's so. So hard to do. Like, yeah. So hard yeah. to get into. Yeah. Like, you've really got to have, like, some fucking money behind you yeah, to begin right. with to want to do it. And for the music industry, for locals and stuff like yeah. that, or even just starting out bands that want to start doing this shit, that's a bit out of the equation, isn't yeah. it? You know? So, so, yeah, fuck. It is what it is. It's so, right. So, the big swing is obviously, it's not necessarily. Um, restrictions or anything that would have made it hard it's just that more artists everywhere yeah. have started using vinyl again yeah 100% yeah, yeah so yeah. there's just there's a there's a delay it's not like when you could get you know it'd be a two day turnaround to print 600 CDs oh yeah sort of thing. yeah good riddance to those days <laughs> not a fan of CDs when was the last time you bought one I got given one so I asked <laughs> um, yeah, I can't remember the last time I actually physically went out and bought a CD. Yeah, I, I, I can't think. Oh, actually, you know what? When there's there's a thrash band in Brizzy called Wartooth, I yep. bought their CD. Okay. I bought their CD. So whenever they released that album, which was maybe a year or two ago, was when I bought my last CD. And then before that, don't remember. I genuinely don't remember when I bought it last. Um, cassettes is just every what I'm all about now. I got one of these M-beat things that plays vinyl. It plays Bluetooth, but it also plays cassettes as well. Oh yeah! And it's just it has that real sort of 
mono sound as well like so if you want the bass added to it you've got to close the thing yeah and right. so like it makes that's pretty cool it makes the bass to it yep. sort of thing i love it you know it gives it that real raw sound and yeah that was that was the last time i'd say probably i bought a, a cd so yeah okay you're not wrong i got given the last one and that was a clowns cd i ordered a private function cassette through damage records and yep. they sent me a free clown cd yeah nice i was like oh sick i um <laughs> when were the commonwealth games so that 2018 yeah, yeah. So yeah, the yeah, Olymp- okay. the Olympics just happened this year, right? So, yeah. Oh wait, no. So then we've been twenty twenty because yeah. they're two so years Com apart. Games yeah. Um, so I was working for the Commonwealth Games organisational. Um, was the last time I bought a set? Twenty eighteen was the last time I bought a set. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. which was I got mine says unholy rush. And the Shackles one that came out at the same time. Oh, um, 2018. Was it 2018, yeah. roughly? Uh, was it like the <sighs> Blood and Bone? Uh... No, it's the one with the... Um, I'm just trying to look on my phone. It's the one with the... Barbed Wire? Yeah, yeah, I know the one you're talking about, yeah. They got it's it's one of those things too. It was like the shackles are a fucking a, a, I love heart those guys every time I talk about them on this, eh? They're just insane. But they've also got like a shit ton of releases too that you just don't realise. You just don't promote oh, them yeah. the same way that the, that everybody else does. Yeah. It's like that underground DIY style of just got like so much music out there, but they're just so fucking lazy in how they and not in a bad way, but just like the way that they promote it and shit. It's just like here's songs and yeah. then they move on to the next yeah. thing. Lifeless Paradise, is that what it was yeah, called? Yeah, 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 that's the one. Yeah. Um, that was the twenty yeah, the twenty eighteen one yeah. and then the most recent one, which they were supposed to like do a fuck ton of touring off and didn't go through. I can't remember. Hatred's Reservoir, yeah. that one. Oh man. That was so good. So fucking good. Um, yeah, so you've got your you've got your release coming out on vinyl and that's gonna come sometime next year, did you say? Yeah, I reckon if Oh, it's the end of November now. So, mm. yeah, it's going to be in the first couple of months of First couple year. of months, yeah. Um, like, I'd like to say by the end of January, but realistically, Christmas closures and stuff. Mm. Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, it'll um, come. So, uh, we've got, we're already starting to book shows for next year. Sick. Um, and, yeah, hopefully... Borders open up a bit, and we can, yeah, we can get out and spread the Southport gospel everywhere. And hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking a. Well, man, why don't we finish it on that, eh? Sounds good, know, mate. You know, it's been a bit longer than we were thinking, but you know, how long do we go for? Hour and thirteen. Yeah, right. Yeah, it'll be a little bit longer once the song goes on and all that sort of shit. But I mean, this is one of those chances that we've been able to do it in aircon, so it's not like we're uncomfortable or anything. We're just chilling, just chilling and chatting. It's pretty easy to fucking do after a while, eh? It's not bad, eh? <laughs> but, oi, Toby, I, I really appreciate the the time for you, to, for you taking to come and have a chat as well. Uh, I really can't wait to see what you guys do next with your shit as well. Like Thanks, when man. all that stuff comes out, like I'll be I'll be buying I'll be buying a seven inch, you know, be coming to your shows. I fucking awesome. love it. The energy's always great. 
you know, and I do have a soft spot nowadays coming down to Southport purely for the entrapment buckle crew. I know? love the fact, and I've been seeing it over the last few months, that less and less people are saying we're playing the Gold Coast, mm. and more and more people are saying we're playing in Southport. Southport, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You got to turn it yeah, to Southport crew, yeah. bro. Yeah, yep. you know, and I—that's gen. Like, I never used to, like. I don't. I've never really liked the the Goldie that much, yep. you know. But like, I'll happily come down and hang out at Vinny's anytime, awesome. you know. Like that. That's just. That's just the, I love that place. I love the the crew down there. It's just a good good crew of musos that want to do good shit. Yeah. that's what I like. You know, so if you see if you see entrapment floating about on any shows, I do highly recommend going to see them. Their energy is great. Their shows are awesome, and the crew that they generally hang around with are good people. You know, so that's what you want. You know, and Southport rep bring that shit. You know, so four two one five. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's awesome. get going, eh? Thanks, Much, man. Muchly appreciated. Cheers.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.